Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent a Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Oh, happy Wednesday, gang, and good day to all you Pommy bu- Oh, Poddy. Poddy Beauty's gone, nearly got in trouble there. I'm Jason Kearney, sitting in for Mr. Goldstein. You're listening to the TalkSport Daily. On today's edition of the podcast, there's more criticism of the proposals to reform English football. Jamie O'Hara makes a massive defence of Gareth Southgate after the England manager received criticism despite beating Wales and Belgium. Plus, there's news from Adrian Durham on which West Ham player should move across London and join bitter rivals Chelsea. Who's that, I wonder? But we should start on the big breakfast show with Laura Woods and Annie McCoist and their guest, the Grimsby boss, Ian Holloway, who was not happy, no, he wasn't happy, about Project Big Pants pull Them down picture and the radical changes that could impact upon the EFL clubs. I have never been so disgusted in my whole life. I said it a couple of weeks ago. If we can't get Simon Jordan in there to help tell the people what they should do, I would definitely... I'm relying on Oliver Dowden right now to carry through the threats he he said yesterday. He needs to look at this. This cannot be right. This is not the way forward. Basically, they've got a gun to all of our head trying to take over football and make sure that they they will get richer and they will be safe. And that's not what football's about. And really, it, it should be governed now. And all the money that's in the game, they're only Division One of what should have been four divisions. Let's not forget that. League One, League Two, League Three, League Four has now turned into this wonderful Premier League. Who do they actually think they are? And they are the ones that attract, because it's such a wonderful, fantastic game, because the TV people now make it such a fantastic performance live in front of you that you could not write the scripts to. Pure entertainment, but it's part of our lives. We deserve a community. Every community deserves a football club. And the money's there. It just needs to be taken off the people at the top and let the government then give it down to the people. You can't ask them for how much we should have. It's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. I have never seen anything quite like it in my life. I knew it was coming. It's absolutely horrendous. At the time where everybody's struggling the most, right? they've come up with this. Now, you might remember yesterday, Simon Jordan, the former Crystal Palace owner, said this on the need for a government bailout. The only deal that does not screw the EFL in the long game is a government bailout. But not a government bailout that's a gift. A government bailout that might be a loan. That's the deal that should happen because that enables people not to be leveraged. Well, this is the take of former DCMS chair Damien Collins, who told White and Jordan that after a week of infighting, he expects the government to step in and help the EFL. I don't think the government can stand sort of passively by now and watch this civil war break out in English football as the chairman of the clubs fight and argue with each other about 
whether they'll help or how they'll help or how much money is available. I think what the government should do is get together with the Premier League and the FA and the EFL and jointly agree an amount of money they will put in that will allow clubs in League One and League Two in particular to survive. And that's probably grants made available to those clubs. I think we're talking sort of 70, 80 million pounds probably uh, that's required. That It should be easy collectively for those groups to find that money. But I think it requires the government offering to put some money in as well to get that money out of the Premier League in particular. I think then there's a, there's a more complicated issue in the championship. These bigger clubs, bigger financial problems. But I'm sure a system of grants and loans could be agreed to do that. And the Derby owner, Mel Morris, joined Jim and Simon to touch on the subject of Project Big Pants pull em down Pitcher or PBP. Or, as it's well known, PBPPDP. With a lot of the arguments surrounding the shift in power, Mel suggested the Premier League should never have been able to break away all those years ago. When the Premier League got set up, you could predict something like this would occur long term. But it should never have been allowed to break away because if it was in one structure, then you would actually have one set of executives responsible for revenue for the entire structure. I like the fact that it's getting people talking about it. I I think, number one, whatever the, the proposal actually is, uh, you know, I think there's lots of issues. I, I can't see that 14 clubs as a minimum of the Premier League are going to vote to cede control to six clubs. I just don't think that's that's really going to fly. You know, turkeys don't vote for Christmas. And, and so I can't see that's actually going to pass on that level. Uh, but what I do like about this is that it's got people to realise that, you know, it is one game, it is one sport, and we have to have a sense of responsibility about how that's financed. And I'm as willing to look at that and say, well, let's help all the clubs below us, but also we, we do need help from those clubs above us for this to work. This is former Spurs midfielder Jamie O'Hara defending the England manager Gareth Southgate, and Jamie admitted he doesn't understand why he's getting criticism after two good results. And you know what? I don't either. We knew he was going to rotate the squad and he's had a look at a different formation. We got to the semi-final of the World Cup playing 3-5-2, right? So then we went to 4-3-3 and we'd done okay in the Nations League. We started getting results, qualified for the Euros and now he's having a look at the 3-4-3 formation again. You know, at the end of the day, he's beat Wales 3-0. High right footed free kick, swung in and he's put into the net for 2-0. And England doubled their advantage. Wonderful ball swung into space. And it's Connor Cody that has got the goal. Yeah. And he's beat the, the, the number one ranked team in the world in Belgium 2-1. It's a, that's a fantastic... They're fantastic results. Now, you know, what do what do fans expect from England? We're not, well, Bra- should... we're not Brazil. You know, we're no. not going to bop teams off the park and play this free-flowing, you know, Neymar yeah. and all that. You know, we're, we're a really good uh, side who are organised and can get results. Now we can hear from the man himself, Gareth Southgate, who's been speaking to TalkSport's Faker Others, ahead of the Nations League match against Denmark tonight, live here on TalkSport. And don't forget, you can phone the sports bar straight after the final whistle. Gareth started by sending a message to his doubters. My job is to try to improve the team, keep winning football matches. I know the landscape with this job is that whatever you do, there's criticism. So... It's pointless being distracted by that. It's pointless having any sort of feeling towards that um, emotion. Otherwise, I'll get drawn to making decisions that would be against what I think is right for the team and be influenced in a way that would, would cloud my judgment. And I know that every top manager in the world has to go through that sort of experience. So 
Yeah, I, I can remember listening to Didier Deschamps talk after the World Cup, and he, he was experiencing the same, and they uh, all the way through the, to the final. So that's the that's the landscape. You addressed the Tottenham Harry Kane uh, story by saying you're not sure exactly where it came from and don't understand it. I just wondered exactly what it was that you've discussed with the Spurs uh, medical staff, and whether or not you've spoken directly to Jose Mourinho or not. No, on these sorts of situations, we just speak medical team to medical team just to update you know, the players in our care. We have a responsibility to keep them updated. If, if a player doesn't train, then we would always report that and explain why. Yeah, I'm a bit baffled, really, why there's a drama around this. He, he was absolutely fine to be involved on Sunday. Better for the 30 minutes. Trained the last two days into full training. So... Yeah, I, I, I don't know where the stories come from, but from our side, absolutely, you know, we're not getting any communication from Tottenham to us that there's any sort of an issue at all. And I repeat, we would never take a risk with any player. Uh, Harry, of course, is an important player to us, but I, I've been a player and, you know, I was a player in the, in the era where you were asked to take injections to play and um, I, I never was certain that was right. Now, I think there's a lot more awareness of uh, welfare of players. We, we don't risk with, with players. Over to Drive and Adrian Durham and Darren Goff, MBE, discussed N'Golo Kante's future at Chelsea. Adrian thinks that an upgrade is available. Decky Rice. It wouldn't surprise me if he left. He's been there. This is, what, his fifth season at Chelsea, I think. And the reports are, if you haven't seen the story, the reports are that N'Golo Kante wanted to skip training with Chelsea to go to a wedding, and Frank Lampard said no. So I, I personally uh, would be on Frank Lampard's, Lampard's side there. If this was a young English player who was playing up or kicking up a fuss or had gone to the press saying my manager wouldn't let me skip training to go to a wedding, he'd be getting hammered, this player, wouldn't he? And yet Angolo Kante, well, we all feel sorry for him because he drives a mini. Shifts it right-footed onto Conte. Conte sizing up a chance, shoots it towards the near corner and scores a fantastic goal to put Chelsea in front. Angolo Kante doesn't get into the Liverpool team. He gets team. in, he walks into the Liverpool team. He doesn't because he, he doesn't walks. move the ball quickly. That's the whole point I'm making. There's only Man United. Look at Man City. Somebody uh, tweeted earlier that uh, Rodri's no good. What? Really? I think we all know Compared that. Compared to Kante, he's not. I, I agree with that, totally. But if you're looking for a replacement for Rodri, you wouldn't sign N'Golo Kante. You'd look what? for better. Ooh. Man City want to move the ball quickly. Yeah, there's plenty of players who are better at moving the ball quickly than N'Golo Kante. You don't Kante. need to move the ball quickly when you've got De Bruyne who can move it quickly. Yeah, you've got to move it quickly got, to him. You've got Walker <laughs> who can move it quickly. You've got Mendy who can use it quickly. Yeah. You've got so many forward-thinking players. You need someone to stay in control. That's exactly what Man City needs. But would it be a big deal if Chelsea uh, did sell N'Golo Kante? Think about this, right? They've been thinking about bringing in Declan Rice. They've been linked to Chelsea with Declan Rice for a long, long time. And I'm going to stick my hand in the air. I'm going to stick my head above the parapet to be shot down. I think that if you sell Kante and bring in Rice, it's a big upgrade. Because this is somebody who could do Kante's job and can go on the attack and can use the ball Mm. quickly and well. So for me, Declan Rice is an upgrade on N'Golo Kante. Over to the afternoon radio legends, Hawksby and Jacobs, doing the stuff they call bits. And this is Andy starting off with a bit of a TV review. Bits. 
Uh, Sue made me watch, my wife made me watch the um, show with Rochelle Humes and Marvin. It's, it's actually really good. It was a game. Yeah. She, you make them sound like a vent act, the husband <laughs> and wife. Marvin and Rochelle, Rochelle Humes and Marvin. <laughs> but obviously it was recorded because she's, they've just had a baby, which is lovely, and yeah. the third baby. But once again, I mean, it's, maybe it's a family name, but they've named the top Blake Hampton. And I'm not sure that's going to be do the kid a lot of good down the road. If What's wrong with Hampton? You go to a school in London, it might be a problem for you. Well, oh, yeah, but only if, <laughs> only if you go to a school with a lot of 60 year old pearly kings and queens. <laughs> I don't think. Are you saying think, that Cockney rhyming think, slang is dying out? I don't think out? the average kid in a Stepney school is standing there with sort of buttons all over their jacket, <laughs> talking about apples and pears. Actually, right? Times check. have changed, then. It's a different language. Yeah. Mm. Here's, here's a great letter that uh, somebody wrote to the Daily Star today. How terrible are phone chargers? Plugged in all night, but not charged because it slips out so easily. Yeah. Not Jerry Seinfeld, that is. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) What is it with golf chargers? Hey, what is it with golf chargers? No, mate, sorry, it's not really working, that one, is it? (laughs) How terrible are phone chargers? Plugged in all night, but not charged because it slips out so easily. Yeah. What ridiculous. <laughs> you what is it with golf chargers? Hey, what is it with golf chargers? No, mate, sorry, it's not really working, that one, is it? <laughs> not really. With Leeds manager Marcello Bielsa being linked with some of the top jobs in Europe, as well as his compatriot, Mauricio Pochettino, Quisti, and O'Hara discussed where the two Argentinians could end up next. I think Bielsa is a good shout for Man City. I think this, you know, I know he doesn't sign long-term contracts. I know Guardiola's coming to the end of his contract. If they don't win it this year, you know, and Guardiola decides that he wants to do something else, I, you know, we talk about Pochettino, but Bielsa for Man City, for me, is a yeah. manager that they should seriously have. A, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, put something in out there, but the Leeds fans obviously would be, be gutted to lose him. <laughs> but, you know, for me, Manchester City, he's a top-class manager. And De Gea, well, he's on the floor, prostrate as Harry Kane has just cracked in number six from the penalty spot. It was bad already, and now it is Manchester United 1 Tottenham Hotspur 6. Look at a club like Manchester United who don't think it would be too far away to say they maybe lost their way since Sir Alex Ferguson a little bit. You know, clearly they have won things, that's for sure. But a club like Manchester United, if you listen to boys like Gary Neville and, and, and Roy Keane, they should be up challenging for the title most years, if not all years. They haven't been doing that. So I, I just think there's probably slightly more work to do maybe at Manchester United than mm. perhaps Manchester City uh, and that would maybe appeal to, to a coach like Pochettino slightly more but listen they're both fantastic <laughs> you know we're, we're sort of picking nuts uh, here, here because I think they're both fantastic football clubs I don't think there's any um, any doubt about that so yeah, if you're offering them one of the two you pro- you'd probably sit back look at it and say you know the, the, the maybe the greater achievement would be winning the title again with Manchester United yeah a, a City, a City I've done it, uh, certainly done it recently. This is kickoff with Hugh Wisencroft and the former England and Leeds fullback Danny Mills talking football. Belgium will be able to bring it forward at the other end with a bursting run from Romelu Ooh, Lukaku yeah. goes down. And what's the referee's decision there? Play on. It was Dyer that came across. He's given the penalty. Yeah. 
I thought it was a penalty, Jim. I've got to say, as soon as the challenge was made... At the moment, there, there simply aren't enough good players in form. I think he will stick with Harry Maguire, and I think Harry will come good. As a partner for him, I, I just don't know at the moment. There, there is not, there's not a huge selection to pick from. You know, who do you pick? You know, I think, and that's that's part of playing a back three at the moment because there isn't a, there is not a strong pair that you look at and go, yeah, that's formidable. You know, that is really strong. And I go back, go back to it. You know, it was Sol Campbell uh, and Rio Ferdinand. You know, behind them as deputies was was Southgate and Keown. Then coming through was Carragher and John Terry and Woodgate. Behind that, Matt Upson. You know, it was like, well, it didn't matter who you let, you know, you, you just had player after player at the moment. You go, Harry Maguire's not in great form, but he's probably still the best of what we've got. Joe Gomez. Who's also not in fantastic form. Tyrone Mings. Mm, no. Eric Dyer. No. No? <laughs> Connor Cody. Done very, very well at Wolves, done well in the couple of games that he's come into, but it's a big step up Michael, to, to international level. Michael Keane. I, I don't think so, as yet. You know, but, but how many of those players are you thinking get into top sides around the world? None of them. And we finish on the sports bar with myself and Adam, the Catman Catra. I'm not sure what this is because I'm recording this before the show, but let's have a listen. No doubt I'll be brilliant. The manager's got to go. I'm sorry. I know you're going to disagree with me here, lads. I'm not. I'm not. For me, he's only ever going to pick the same old players. And who would you pl- replace him with? Well, I don't know. You've just <laughs> sat Gareth Southgate. You're in a press yeah, conference, gone. and I'm asking you now, as a member of the press, who you're going to replace right. him with? And you've just said you don't know. Well, I think Arsene Wenger for me. I think get him in charge with what he did at Arsenal over those years. I, I think for me, he would he would do a great job with England. I will support Gareth Southgate. If he picks these same boys that have beaten Belgium and, and beaten Wales, if he picks them for the Euros, I'll support him. He'll pick Maguire, and for me, he's rubbish. He is rubbish. For me, Maguire is no good, and he's got to go. Uh, who'd you pick, pick then? Are you, what formation are you playing? I would personally, I'd go four at the back. I'd have Cody yeah. at centre-half with Gomez. Cody doesn't play in a four, though. Yeah. Cody plays in a three. He could play in a four, couldn't he? Now, how do you he know? When was the last time you saw him playing a four? I think he could be... I, I think he's a good centre-half and he would be part of my back four anyway with Gomez. And then I would have Trippier. <laughs> and I would have... Uh, oh, you're having um, Trippier at where? Where's Trippier playing? Full-back. <laughs> Ahead of the best right-back have... in, in world football? No, I'd put Trippier on the left. I'll have oh, he's on the left I'll now? Have... What's going on here, Trev? Have you thought this one through? I, I'm... No, I'm struggling it... a little bit with my defenders. I agree with that. I'll go. You could go with Danny Rose. You could go with Chilwell. Danny, Danny Rose is nowhere. <laughs> what? 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 Do you know this is 2020, Trev? <laughs> it's, not, it's not 2018. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the TalkSport Daily. Don't forget that from 7pm tonight, it's England versus Denmark in the Nations League on TalkSport. Presented by Mark Saggers, commentary from Jim Proudfoot and Stuart Pearce. And at the same time over on TalkSport 2, it's Bulgaria versus Wales. I'm back on the sports bar from 10 o'clock, taking your calls straight after those matches with Catman. There will be another one of these TalkSport Daily potties out first thing in the morning. Until then, be safe, everyone. Be safe.
was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.